Lily at his desk. The tradesmen and apprentices are back and forth in the yard all the time, her cousin persisted with a pout. Gillian shrugged. I'll be in the office all day. I won't see much of them. Dorothy's nostrils flared. Puzzled, Gillian could see that for some reason her cousin was piqued. There's also Ronnie. Dorothy hesitated, her cheeks turning pink. I mean Mr. Knox, my father's partner. Gillian picked up her cake again. Mr. Knox is hardly ever in the office, according to my dad, she said. He's always out checking on the work at the various building projects and getting the men's backs up as well. Gillian chewed for a moment while her cousin glared. She dabbed at her lips with a napkin. The older tradesmen don't like being spied on and criticised, she continued. Dad says, as young as he is, Mr Knox is a real sharper, just like his grandfather, Charlie Knox. Dorothy tossed her head. Uncle Arthur is just an employee of my father's company, she said tetchily. He should watch what he says about his bosses. Gillian glanced up in surprise. Dot, what's wrong? Nothing. Gillian wondered if her cousin was jealous of her prospects. Why didn't your mother enrol you in commercial college? She asked. I know you went to high school, but you were 18 and you still haven't got a job. Dorothy stretched her neck, obviously put out by Gillian's probing. My mother says it's common for a young lady to work. Common? Now Gillian was really annoyed. Most of us have to, she said smartly. My father doesn't own the biggest building contractors in town. Auntie Gloria doesn't know what she's talking about. I don't know about you having to work, Jill, Dorothy countered. My father says Auntie Vera is not all that badly off for money. Uncle Arthur earns the top wage as a plumber, and your parents own their house outright. She sniffed disparagingly. Not to mention earnings from the lodgers she takes in. Gillian ignored the remark about her mother's borders. I want my independence, she said firmly. I've no intention of sponging off my parents for the rest of my life or being dependent on them either. She lifted her chin. I intend to be my own woman when I'm older. She looked keenly at her cousin. I thought you felt the same, Dot. Dorothy bit her lip, hesitated a moment and then grinned sheepishly. I'd love to have a job, she admitted, but my mother won't let me. She expects me to marry well. The girls stared at each other for a moment and then burst into giggles. Mothers, who'd have them? They giggled again and the tension between them was broken. Come on, Dorothy urged with energy. Finish up your tea. Let's stroll round Ben Evans' store. I've heard they've got some lovely hats on display. Jill passed her exams with flying colours, Arthur Finch said heartily to his wife the next day. Surely you are proud of our girl, Vera? Of course I am, his wife said touchily, but I balk at asking Henry to give her a job. Vera gritted her teeth. I won't be beholden to that scoundrel brother of mine. Scoundrel's a bit harsh, Vera, love.
Arthur said gently. He cheated me out of a decent share of my mother's estate, so what else would I call him except a snake in the grass? It was a Saturday afternoon, Arthur's half-day off. He was sitting in the kitchen, his feet on the fender before the fire and a pipe of tobacco between his teeth, watching Vera iron his shirt ready for chapel the following morning. I can't imagine you a mother Rose being persuaded to do anything with her money that she didn't want to do. He ventured to say, in fact, if you ask me, it was you a mother that did you down, not Henry. Well, I didn't ask you, Vera snapped. Anyone would think you were on Henry's side. Arthur shifted uncomfortably in his seat. He had to go careful in what he said to his wife. If she ever found out that his brother-in-law Henry was not only his employer, but his best friend, and that he was Henry's confidant...